Welcome to Awaken with Victoria Bond. I am your host, Victoria. I'm a spiritual empowerment coach, a psychic medium, and a business mentor. In this podcast, you will be able to dive in to everything from conscious parenting, human design, psychic development, and business. I interview some of the top leaders in this field. So if you're a facilitator, a mother, or you're going through an awakening process, this is the podcast to listen to. You can find all the information to every show in the show notes and dive deeper into any area that you are choosing. I can't wait to connect with you. I'll see you inside. Welcome to today's podcast. I am so delighted to be here. If this is the first time that you are tuning in, I am Victoria. And if you have listened to podcasts in the past, I am so grateful for you and all that you are contributing to this podcast on this platform. Because the truth is, without you listening, there's I wouldn't be doing it. Okay. So as long as I feel like I am helping and contributing in some shape or form, as long as I have listeners, um, I am delighted. I'm delighted to be here and to share um, the things that I'm going through as I'm reawakening, as I'm rebirthing, as we evolve and grow together as one. So don't be shy. Always let me know if you've been listening, please. Um, I, I love it and I love to hear from you. Um, but today we want to talk about oneness. And I have just been on this rebirthing journey, this reawakening. I feel like I have been reborn literally. And if you haven't checked out my last couple of podcasts about my rebirth, then go ahead and check them out. If you feel like that resonates with you where you currently are, or maybe, you know, you've been through something very similar, a uh, complete uh, crumbling of the physical and this beautiful energy of ascending into yourself into your heart and you know Mary Magdalene revealed the book uh, has blown my mind in many ways and given me so many golden nuggets in my in my own rebirth journey so today I yeah I, I really desire to talk about oneness and bring in the energy of cults and religion and some of the information that I've been channeling through recently yesterday I went on a five-hour journey, um, an energetic medicine journey where I was able to ask questions and to really dive deeper. So creating the space on Easter Sunday to really be able to connect into the Christ consciousness and also the divine mother who came through very, very clearly and the Lyrians. So the collective of uh, from Lyra and this is a collective that I currently am still a part of uh, the Council of Light and the Lyrian Collective and um, I was able to get some direct some direct information from them I was able to hear from them and channel through um, some pretty incredible stuff into my journal um, as I trans-channeled so a lot of the information that came through was to do with the questions that I myself have had. And over the last, it's been about six weeks since I began my complete rebirth journey. Now, this is not to say I haven't been through many rebirths because I have, and so have you. <laughs> we don't just go through one birth and death. We go through so many births and deaths and uh, reawakenings in our life and there's similar uh, lengths and there's you know there's longer ones and shorter ones and oh my goodness you know they can some rebirths can go on for years so there's layers and layers when it comes to this process and the one I've just been on has been around about it was four weeks and I've been integrating for two weeks and this was purely, it just came on, like it was my soul that was really calling for this and I wasn't sure what happened and it started with the virus and um, I worked through this layers after layers after layers after layers and I had friends, incredible um, healers, 
give me incredible processes to go through. Kundalini yoga came into my life very, very deeply. Um, new people came into my life. Um, some people just naturally dropped out. And it was this, I want to say it was a natural process. Like it wasn't me encouraging a rebirth. It just kind of happened in the middle of where I thought everything was going perfect in my life. <laughs> and all of a sudden I found myself it's like standing in this room where there's nothing going, where do I go? Where is the door? What is the purpose of this? What is the meaning of this? Who the fuck am I? So I went through this process and I, I talk about that in the, the two podcasts prior to this one. Um, and I kind of go deep into that, but I went on this journey, this energetic meditation, if you will. And I started asking questions. Well, why the religion? Why the cult? What are the intentions? Because it has to be a good intention for people to be joining the religion or the cult. And I am generalizing here. So please, if you are in a religion or you are in a cult and you're like, but my one is really good. Like, what are you talking about? Like, please don't think I'm specifically talking about every religion and every cult because there's different um there's different vibrations there's different frequencies there's different um there's uh, there's different intentions for every every process and every every group so not every group container is bad or culty you know um but there's some things i do want to share with you that came through and one of them was if it if something creates separation in the name of oneness, that there's a red flag. So as I've been coming through my rebirth process, I feel closer to my family. I feel closer to my parents. And this isn't in a physical sense. This is actually in a um a spiritual sense. I feel closer to those that have all been in my life and even those that um, have come in and out and potentially maybe have gaslit me or whatever, I feel closer to the, the reasons. I feel closer to myself and I feel more whole within myself. This is the purpose of my rebirth. This is the purpose of this reawakening and it's not the first and it won't be the last. It is a continuous wave of evolution that we go through. So when people go, I've been born again, or I'm a born again Christian or, or whatever it is, I've been awakened. You don't ride that one wave, right? That, that wave, that wave heightens and it goes down and it fades out. And then we go, this tide goes back in and it builds back up. And a part of my rebirth was a big build up. It was a three week build up that came in the form of a virus so I had to slow down and I didn't have the energy or capacity to hold too much or or too many but I could hold those in my containers which is perfect because everything else I just took nothing else on and just really kind of um my energy was sacred so I really kind of captivated that like I, I captured it sorry I captured my energy and I applied it intentionally to those areas I required in those three weeks as I was building up and then I had a week of, it was actually about four days of absolute transition into the birth. Um, I'm really excited because I downloaded so much information during these four weeks of active birthing and transition and labor um, <laughs> that now I've actually created a, a, an incredible process to take others through. And this had to happen in the correct timing. I kind of knew I was going to be doing this death rebirth thing for others, but I hadn't gone through the absolute process to be able to bring it into a definition, to, to bring it to the world, if you will. Um, so yes, in the two weeks of the really um, intentionally letting it integrate, um, so we have to have this integrate process. We can't just, oh yeah, I went through a rebirth and off I go back on the hamster wheel. Like I can't, I'm different. I'm so different. Like I say, new people have stepped in to hold me. They didn't even know me. And now like are super close to me, like soul sisters and other people have faded out 
it's like a new chapter of a book, right? And then there will be another chapter and another chapter, another chapter. I'm really trying to, the guides are really trying to um, bring the energy in of, hey guys, this is never an actual destination. Um, essentially, I suppose the destination is you and in your heart space, it's not an external space, which my human has found extremely hard. And I'm still bringing in information about this. Um, it's hard to navigate because, you know, all the ways that we're taught to make money and all the ways, even if you are a holistic practitioner to make money and to what credentials and the authority messaging, which is something that I've taught, you know, um, of really holding yourself, your queen in your castle. I get that. And there, there's a truth to everything in every cult and every religion. There's a truth. But when does that truth shift and turn into something that's actually not good? When does the manipulation, where does the actually the letting completely go of oneself and it goes beyond the surrendering it goes into I leave my hands my 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 life in somebody else's hands like when does that happen when did that happen in religion or in cult energy or any type of groups a cult can be a smaller group it can be a larger group we see a lot of them on Netflix um one taste, the vow. We've got that the two that have been kind of outed and they're huge and they're on Netflix or Neon. Um, I highly recommend we watch them. But there's also narcissistic relationships, you know, where do you just go fuck it? I, I surrender and now I leave my life and everything I should do in your hands. And that's external, getting the external validation. And the truth is, if we have got mama wounds or data wounds or rejection wounds and there's a group or a religion that is has an open open beautiful hands come and be with us you know come and be with us there's no pressure you're your own person we see you with that energy it's beautiful but it can be a trap. It can be an absolute trap. And you love it so fucking much that you're seen and that you're heard and you've never been seen or heard in your life in that way. Maybe you've never had that much attention on you. This is why people get trapped into narcissistic relationships because they, and I just want to like say I'm not a narcissistic coach, you know, like I'm not an expert on narcissism. I'm not an expert on religion. I'm not an expert on cults. This everything in this podcast is my literally my interesting point of view and my channel, my perspective. And it always shifts and change and molds as I grow, um, as I rebirth over and over and over. So this is the things we need to watch out for. Uh, if we have a pure heart, if we have this clean channel and if we're here for the greater good of all then we're going to have not so integral groups inviting you in to something and it has a pretty face it's it's the wolf in the sheep's clothing and maybe the process that they teach maybe it's a, a process like a modality or maybe it's um, maybe it is, uh, you know, Jesus Christ, Christianity thing, or maybe it's a spiritual thing, you know, about oneness, um, or the universe or spiritual awakening or whatever. That's all very good and well, but what's happening at the very, very, very seed of what their intention is in that particular group. Now, most of us don't dive deep and look into it or look at the reviews or look at people's stories because there's a lot of naysayers out there there's a lot of people that are like oh yes that person is this and that person is this and that person is that like when you're looking at different I won't actually say any names of people but when you're looking at different spiritual leaders you even with me I'm sure there's people that go oh Victoria Bond blah 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 you know like there's there's naysayers out there there always is Grant Cadone says this um and I think he's in Scientology apparently um but I just like his books you know and his books give me so much joy and I can see he's got this heart of gold and this um authority and he wants to make a difference in the world and he loves money and I think that's amazing but I don't know, some of these people 
what does power really mean to them and when does the ego take over and the good thing that they started out to do becomes one of power and really not wanting to let go of the power not wanting to let go of the pupils not wanting to let go of the system because they have defined something and made the system that they want to bring people into and essentially control it because if you can if you want to keep people you've got to control them right now this is one of the things you know in my business I have always been this open energy of people come to me for as long as they require and they can move on and I will always be like good for you. Well done. You know, if this is what you feel is energetically correct for you, then go for gold. I actually want people to outgrow me in my coaching and whatever it is I do. And I'm always going, well, I like this coach and I like this coach and I like this leader or this mentor, go check out their stuff, see if they're a fit for you. So I'm all about the growth and the expansion, but in many religions and many cults and many groups, even the coaching industry, there's this hierarchy system and there's always this next level. There's always this next level that you can go to, which will give you more credibility. Now, credibility and um, being able to be witnessed and seen for who you are is a God-given right. It's a birthright that you received when you were born and your soul came into your body, into your mother's womb, into a, a, a body, into a fetus and was born into a baby. And that was where you got your crown to be the authority of your own life. So anyone trying to take your authority, put essentially your crown, put it on their own head and then dictate to you what you can and cannot do in the name of oneness, you know, this whole like woke, thing going on like where are the rules and regulations the definition and where are people creating separation within that now I have been shamed for using the word ascension in a mastermind um, it wasn't intentional from the person but I said is anybody else having like an ascension flu I thought yay I'm in this this mastermind with these really woke people I'll be seen, I'll be held, I'll be, I feel like I've, maybe it's a tribe of mine, right? But I learned very quickly that when I did speak my truth and said, hey guys, I'm not feeling well, I had a cold and I was in bed, it was obviously an upgrade. Um, and I said, does anyone else feel like they're going through an ascension flu? And I got hammered saying that, saying that was of my ego. And I, I I did get triggered. So my ego did turn up a notch because I was like, are you fucking kidding me? All I want is to be with you, to hold each other, to be witnessed, to be witnessed and observed and held. I didn't ask for your advice. I just asked, is anybody else feeling this way? I wanted, I suppose it was, I was calling in a sisterhood to hold me. And now I'm in another mastermind, right? That. You can say whatever you want to say and people go, I'm I'm witnessing you, sister. I see you and I love you and I don't judge you. That is completely different than this woke group that was saying, well, that's of the ego. And then they started talking about pronouns and like, I'm just trying to, there's nothing wrong with this mastermind, but I just want to express there's a higher and lower frequency to everything, right? And it's an, it's an expression. And I, although the mastermind I was in, I love I love the leader um, of the mastermind because she's very a very conscious being. She's phenomenal. And I was I went in there for her because I felt I was being called. So I don't regret it at all. But when they were starting to talk about pronouns again, nothing wrong with it, nothing wrong with the concept of pronouns. But the shame that came with getting it wrong, and for me, it was like, oh fuck, what are my pronouns? I need to figure them out. <laughs> this is how I connect in with people. Again, that was that energy of I'm not good enough just as me, just as Victoria. What am I? I don't know. I'm a fucking human and a spirit and a being. I'm I'm just me. Can I have a pronoun that just says me? <laughs> I'm me? I'm I? I am you? <laughs> That's me? Um, can we have those pronouns? What the fuck is a pronoun? Like, I get it. I do. I do. I do. And it's very important for some people. It really is. And it's got nothing to do with sexual preference um, I don't think that's 
anyone's business a hundred percent to be honest um like I don't even I'm married to a man but I don't know if you put a whole lot of people in front of me and I wasn't in judgment of what straight or bi or gay meant um all of those words I don't know what I would choose but anyway going back to the conversation I felt shamed I felt like I couldn't keep up um I felt like the pronoun thing was like, I was dumb. Like I couldn't get it. Yes. That was probably my ego. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And they're talking in this language, this woke language. I don't understand. Um, And the minute I did have the balls to say, guys, I'm not feeling very well. I think I'm going through an ascension flu. How is everyone else feeling? Are you feeling this? And I got shut down by so many. I was like, oh my God. Here I am in a spiritual awakened woke kind of energy. And again, it wasn't the leader. It was the people trying to understand themselves, but the projections coming out and me being a projector is going to hit me. Of course, it's going to hit me. And the person came back and said, I didn't try to, I said, well, how come you guys are all about pronouns if you're about labels? And here I am, I'm not allowed to say the word ascension. Like I'm just a little bit confused. Can someone explain this to me? Because I'm truly trying to learn here. And the person said, I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just trying to point out. And I thought, hmm, there's not many spaces really where we can be authentically ourselves and just be held and not judged because human nature is to fix or save or judge or to find ourselves in another. And usually we judge ourselves. So therefore we are going to see that projection within another. Okay. So the whole oneness movement, you know, um, what is oneness? What is, what is that to you? I want you to like maybe to contemplate that on that for a moment. What is oneness? So does it really matter where, if you say that God or Christ consciousness, source energy, um, higher self, universe, creator like does it matter what we say and this is what came through in my my energetic journey my beautiful medicine that I went through yesterday was when I was asking the questions about the cults when I was asking the questions about the religion saying okay I've been in a cult I've been in a religion and I, I never was like super in it. I was always kind of on the outskirts observing, which is a part of my soul's purpose. So I can bring this information to the world. Um, what I got was the intention generally starts off clean and clear, but we all have ego as human. And when people start the mind control systems, right? When that happens, and there's usually a lot of reptilian energy in there, to be honest, and that reptilian energy, I feel like can kind of awaken when the power, the power pull kind of turns on, turns on um, and the humbleness kind of dissipates, right? You need a, a beautiful, healthy balance of humbleness and power. Like they've got to come in together because you've got to be able to shine and share up, um, show up. <laughs> My words are so muddled today. <laughs> You're going to be able to shine and share and show up. Um, but you have to also be able to, watch and witness yourself, your ego, and hold others with no judgment. And what actually happens is the thread, that narcissistic thread of power, when not grounded, not earthing, it does go to people's head. It goes to the ego and that reptilian energy, it, it turns to turn on more and come through the body and we see this change within people and they may not even see it themselves. And it's certainly at the beginning, it is very much that soft sheep come to us. We love you. We are soft and cuddly and safe. And once you're in, then you don't want to let go of that, but you see the good parts outweigh the bad. But then what happens is the bad just keeps turning up and up and up and up and up and up. And you start getting ill because you're giving up your soul. You're actually letting leeches and energy suck your soul because you feel that God or the, the guru or the oneness or whatever that you are serving is so much greater than you. You are merely, all of a sudden, you are the sheep, right? Bringing people in. You are the sheep 
who is um, following the shepherd instead of you all being gods and goddesses together, lifting and carrying each other up to (laughs) kiss the mother Mary, to say, I feel you, I see you, I am you, that I am a mirror of the divine mother. I am a mirror of Christ. I am a mirror of the world, the ego within the world, but I am humbled because I can see that I have an ego. And within the stillness, within the presence of that ego, I can find me within that. If I'm quiet enough and still enough to hear my wisdom. And that wisdom and that love, that knowledge is of love. The wisdom and the knowledge is of love, which is of the soul. And that soul may be quiet and the ego may be loud. But if you're truly listening to somebody and what they require, you may see their ego, but when you look deep, you actually see their soul. You see their heart and you see their intention. And this is what I do in my coaching. I see the other, despite anything that they've been through or done. And this is the witnessing. This is the witnessing and the holding in this, I want to say sisterhood, you know, like it's, I know there's males as well, obviously, but in the groups I'm in right now, we're really talking about connecting into the the pineal gland and the pussy power and the deep mother earth and the the mother Salome, the, I mean, the Mary Salome, the mother Mary, the um, Mary Magdalene energies uh, as we are rising, rising this feminine energy within the feminine body um, and understanding that the masculine and the male has a completely different role to us. It's just as divine, but like, where are we trying to create a big soup rather than actually seeing that our own ways of showing up in this world are different from others, but together we make that whole. I hope you're still with me here. Um, Oneness is all of those words that we expressed. It's all of the words of Christ and the universe, divine consciousness, um, Christ consciousness, higher self, or whatever, everything I just said, it's all of it. And one of the questions I said was, I don't understand the religion and the cults. Please show me why. And, you know, I got that thread and then that the ego taking over and, and then the people are getting their souls sucked and they feel like they're too deep in, they can't get out. And then there's this embarrassment and they're ignoring everything that their, their ego is telling them. Your ego is your friend, right? It's telling you all these things or your soul is whispering. And then your ego is going, no, you've chosen to stick to something in your life. The embarrassment, (laughs) you know. Um, But when it comes to prayer in the church, when it comes to meditation in the circle, when it comes to the modality practices where we work on each other and we're all in the same space and we desire that conscious ripple effect throughout the world, when we are playing with our children, when we are looking into our friends or our lovers or our sister's eyes and we're holding that glance and whispering, I see you. That is God. That is oneness. And in my rebirth experience, the four weeks or the three weeks of being ill, the uh, four weeks, I mean, the four days of rebirthing and the transition and the birth and all that, and then the two weeks of integration, I found it fascinating that I went on a five hour energetic medicine journey on Easter Sunday. I find it very, very fascinating that that was the day that I went on this deep five-hour meditation where I met the Divine Mother. The Lurian Collective came through with a message for us all where I was shown 
the <laughs> the weakness of the human and also the power and the strength and the love of the mother. I cried so much when I realized that the love that we truly have in our heart for the world can be so overwhelming. And the mission that many of us are taking, me being one of them, is one of the highest consciousness and evolution of the world. And that looks in so many different forms. So whether I've got Christians that work with me, I've got spiritual beings, practitioners, I've got atheists, I've got all sorts of people that work with me. And if they call themselves a Christian, then that's energetically correct for them. As long as they're doing it from a space of oneness. I love Jesus Christ. This is the person who guides me. You know, or the Catholics, I love Mother Mary and Jesus Christ and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All the spiritual churches, I love the universe. We're all tapping in during those meditations, that intention setting, the affirmations, the kundalini, the mantra, the prayer. We're all tapping into the same source. And this is what I was showing. It's the same thing, yet we have to somehow fuck it up by saying but my way is the right way your way is wrong because a b c d so is a cult wrong well if there's manipulation separation where you're working for the top leader and feeling like they are your guru they are the person that you will do everything for even if you don't want to, you know, we see this in many of the cult cultures where it's about, wow, we're all going to, we all come together and we're all choosing to die at the same time. And we're all going to ascend and we've given up our children and we've given up our families. We are all now wearing the same clothes. We all now have our hair the same, like, like, okay. And if this, if you disagree with this and you want to tell me why and how that's sacred, please do so. But what if we were just motherfucking perfect as who we are? As who we are. And what if that was the most sacred thing to ever be is to be me, to be you, and to know that the difference between us is the ultimate connection, is the having our own blueprint. This is why I do love the system human design. Because it's a design to break, it's a system to break the system. I now don't want to mold my children into me or my husband, which I did try to mold my husband into me. I'm like, I just don't understand why we're so different. Be like me and I'll try and be like you. And I got so confused for like 15 years. But the absolute truth is Luke is my twin flame because he's nothing like me. There's nothing like me. And when we come together, we create an amplified fire. You know, when we come together, we create magic. And he said to me last night, I just wish sometimes you were in me so you could understand me. And I just laughed because I was like, yeah, do you wish you could be in me and understand me? Because we talk in riddles and we don't understand each other. <laughs> and we just look at each other quite often and we just simply laugh because we're like, we have to be together, not because we've got kids, but because our souls just, we just can't stay away from each other. We're like magnets, basically. Um, but the different type of magnet, like we're magnets that, you know, oh, just attract, just attract all the time. We can't stay away from each other. We've tried to break up like two times or three times when we were younger, been together since we were children, since we were 16. I was like, this isn't working. I don't understand you. I need someone like me. No, I needed him. Why? Because he is the other half of my blueprint. And together, although we have separate souls, we do have one soul stream that comes together, that creates more, that amplifies our message, our rhythm in the world. And this is what happens when we come together in circles and community and communion. And, you know, 
if we all came together <laughs> in our religions and our cults and in our groups and in our and our messiness and our humanness and our ego and our wounds and our pure love because most of us are too afraid to tap into that because it's really hard to receive love again that's one of the things that in my journey came through was I cried for 10 minutes straight because those that can see me and truly love me also see every side of me and sometimes it's hard to receive the love from my children that is so clean and pure and unconditional and my husband and my sisters how can they love me when I'm so imperfect we talk about this in church Jesus loves you God loves you even though you're a sinner oh even though you're a sinner God loves you it's unconditional love and there's there's a truth and a lie in there the truth is Yes, you are loved, always. And if we weren't so conditioned about our rights and our wrongs, you know, we do have to have a moral uh, compass because, you know, going and uh, putting your sexual whatever onto children or other people who are not reciprocating is not, that's wrong. That's fucking wrong. And this is where cults and religions have sometimes blurred those lines. There is a right and there is a wrong, but we have made it so defined that we've made our own rule kit and judged others in the process of doing that. But the rule kit needs to be our own discernment for ourselves. It is a moral compass. And we try to share that with our, our friends and our family. And if they've got a different moral compass, that's okay. It doesn't have to align with yours, but we need to ease up on the defining of what is good and bad um, and actually ask a question, you know, is this energetically of the good? Is this person ultimately choosing to do this decision or whatever for the ultimate good of all? And this is where people are getting tripped up in cults and religion. They're letting the leader dictate what is the moral compass rather than being taught discernment this is the biggest message that I received and it's so simple it is so so simple in a world of noise this is so simple if something creates absolute separation from the ones that you love from what you knew and you have to give up a part of your soul and be dictated to by somebody else who is telling you what to do, not asking you questions on, hey, how do, how do you truly feel? And not allowing you to be emotional. Like, hey, let me know how you're feeling in your emotions right now. The spiritual bypassing comes up. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, well, we can't do that. We're going to be spiritual. So we, we can't have any rules. We've got to watch our tongue with everything we say in case we get it wrong because everything has to look a certain way right now. And we have to make def definition on right and wrong and put people into categories. And that is exactly, exactly what the unconscious beings, the reptilian energies want you to do. Create different containers with different people, with different beliefs. And make other people that are not in that group, that container, wrong. This is how you discern what is energetically correct or not. In my containers that I have and that I am in, it is always a witnessing and a holding. It's never a wrongness. So we all know if we lead with love, you can't go wrong. And that is the moral compass right there. If you lead with love, you will always make the right decision. And this is what the Mother Mary, who came through into my five-hour journey, she held the space and said, to be able to hold this unconditional love is to be strong. It is to be of divinity. It's to be able to hold and witness the dark but still love unconditionally with the light. So I ask you again, 
what is oneness? I was deferred from the word oneness for so long and I was told that the oneness and the the new age was evil and bad and wrong. And the person who told my, I want to say, my caregivers or the people, you know, the people who are teaching me this stuff about the wrongness of the new age, to be fearful of it because it's essentially opening a portal to darkness. Now, they were right and they were wrong because there was a fear attached of changing and they don't even like the word evolving. (laughs) I use the word evolving and people around me, from my old kind of religious energy look at me like oh like and now so my the words that I use that is that definition of judgment if people are using this word there's a wrongness watch out don't play with them come back to us because we are safe come back to this church come back to this cult come back to this group come back to this container and so (laughs) The rightness is, yes, absolutely, it's creating a big motherfucking portal and everything in that portal has a lower and a higher expression, everything. So yes, this woke movement has a darkness attached to it, creating separation. Not all things are wrong. And like I said about the mastermind that I was in, it was, the, it was so amazing. I've, I've got to say the, the leader or the, the creator of it is very conscious she's very beautiful and she is very much about smashing down all hierarchy systems um but in every every kind of group container there's is going to be ego and quite often it's a mirror of what we're going through so maybe i used the word ascension and maybe i got all the backlash even though i was just sick and wanted a cuddle <laughs> maybe i was meant to hold myself and maybe that was the beauty and the the lesson of it if everything is a mirror but then I went into another group and no matter what you say you're held with love and witnessed with no one trying to fix or save we're not here to fix or save people we're here to ask them well like how do you literally feel about that and not try to tell them how they should feel because it's my manipulation so a lot of people in these groups and these cults will say you know what you know you know what it is and you get processed you get processed and processed and processed what do you think about that you know um and then you're getting processed to give the answer of (laughs) this is a typical codependency too giving the answer to what the narcissist wants therefore like the person who's facilitating is a mirror um being programmed so you're being programmed by the the top poncho of the cult or whatever of the religion and then you're mirroring them so you're mimicking them because humans are fantastic at mimicking and you're coaching everybody else so it's the sheep and wolf's clothing and you become the victimizer so it's so fascinating when we look at the how this is happens and how people get sucked in um and if someone like a narcissist has their eye on you a narcissist or a cult leader or a group and they go, oh yeah, she's a bit of a racehorse. You know, they call them racehorses and MLMs. Um, And this is not dissing MLMs because you do want people who can sell, who have got the gift of the gab. That's just sales. That's just life, you know. But when they've got their eye on you, it's kind of hard to escape. It's kind of hard to escape someone who is a master manipulator. So a lot of the people that get taken in to build these groups that become um, a mimic of the cult leader, if you want, or whatever the cult leader wants you to be, or whatever the narcissist wants you to be, or even the parent with a child, like it can happen all the time. And then the child becomes a replica of what the parent wants if the parent doesn't have the best intentions for them, right? Um, it's, it's, it's crazy because they choose the most intelligent, sharp, kind-hearted people. And then they bring them in with absolute charm and promises of making a difference in the world. They prey on their purpose, their soul's purpose. They prey on them making a big difference. And then they say, I'll show you how, and this is my way, and this is how you will do it. 
there's a big difference between when I'm that energy, I'm just, you know, a coach with a smallish following and whatever, like I'm not like a cult leader or anything like that. I'll have a religion, but when people come to me, I'm like, you are here for the greater good. I can see that and I can help you do that if you feel called working with me. And let's let's be guided by you and how you work with your own unique design, not making you a replica of me. Because it's impossible to do that. And this is why people end up broke when they're in cults, they end up going a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. The more money I give, I'll just give everything because money's just money and I just want to help the world. So you're preyed on your heart. And that is bullshit. So to love another is to not hold them in shackles, not to hold them to contracts. Um, of course, in business, having contracts and deals deals and delivers and stuff like that is important if you're like okay this is my program you're going to pay this amount of money um this is a plan this is what i'm going to give you this is what you're going to give me like selling houses and stuff contracts are fine um and necessary because of how we all have different perspectives and we hear things differently so we want to go black and white here's the deal which is good but i'm talking about energetic contracts when you sign up to something and then there's a next step the next step the next step the next step the next step and you're finding that you're not really making money or you're just kind of on par with that. And the advice you're getting is to do exactly what the person says and not actually to use your own mind or your own emotions. Then the truth is you're probably getting stuck in somebody else's mirror or pattern and cycle and it may not work for you. A good coach or leader or guide will hold the space for you, see you as an equal, hold the space because truly you're paying them to hold space for you. This is what I do with my coaches. And they will simply ask you questions and say, okay, what do you need right now? And sometimes it's an energetic release. Sometimes it's like a somatic, sometimes it's a plan. I love to plan business plan and create like structures and strategies. I'm a projector, so I love that. But quite often I'll be like, oh, there's something going on there that's emotionally and it's to do with your husband. And we got to clean that up because there's this energetic block. I don't want to bypass that. All these emotional stuff coming up about your mother wound. So let's clean that up. And then we create this space to clear, transmute, and then their business starts exploding and everything else comes super, super easy. The work is the emotional work. The work is the mind, the mentality, the healing of that, the reconnecting of all the neurons, like, and coming back to self, coming back to heart. And I'll, there's a lot of noise. I'm going to go back to what I said. There's a lot of noise. My sister and I were talking yesterday and she said, it's so noisy. It's so fucking loud. And, you know, for me being a splenic projector, I'm always trying to listen to my spleen and my soul and my pussy. And I'm like going, sometimes I just can't hear because it's so loud. I've got to hustle. I've got to hustle. And of course, that is the ego. And without the ego, what would we be? We certainly wouldn't be having an experience that is so deliciously complex, that's for sure. And we wouldn't be here on earth going through these complex um, experiences and we're meant to go through these experiences. So what does oneness mean to you? My interpretation is essentially we are all one, but we're also unique, but we're a part of a network, just like the trees, where you know, just like the earth and there's veins everywhere, just like the body. It's everything is like an ecosystem and a network. And we all deeply connect to one another to create something magical. And we all need each other. We do, but we got confused on what need actually looked like. The only design apparently that doesn't need anybody that is their own ecosystem and one is the manifester in human design. And I don't know what it feels like to be a manifester because I'm not. I'm a projector. And what I do know is the reason why I spent Easter Sunday 
were journeying with the soul sister in a five-hour meditation was because I'm here for the greater good. I'm here to speak and shine and be bright and learn and grow and reawaken over and over and over again and help people go through that process as well. And a few people said, wow, on a Sunday, wow, what are you going to do with your family? Like it's Easter Sunday. And I said, my family will still be there when I get back. And I've got the next two weeks on holiday with them. And I'm with them every day and every night. The mama guilt came in, the projections of the others came in. And I'm so glad I took that six hours. It might've been seven hours. I was away completely from my family because I was able to feel the divine mother energy within me running through my veins. I was able to feel the darkness, that reptilian energy, which is uh, just one idea, really. Um, I was able to tap into the culty vibes and the religion vibes and see why there's people in my life who I feel so separate from because they're on their knees praying to God and I'm not. I'm in ceremony. I'm in ceremony with my sisters, connecting deep into my inner wisdom my inner God, my inner Mary, my inner Mary Magdalene, my inner Jesus, all who have voices, all who have a from a collective, all who speak through me. And it's just so similar. It's just at the core of the heart of everything, as long as it's led with true love, not manipulation, not deception not get them in and then then start dumping all the work on them it has to be graceful it has to be legit it has to be authentic it has to be an integrity and we see integrity and authenticity or authentic to see whatever that word is i've been very 5d the last few days so i find it very hard to talk and write believe it or not um we see these words thrown around, but what does authentic mean? Because we're always evolving and shifting and growing. And I may be authentic in this podcast right now, but in a month from now, my subject or the thing that I'm focusing on may completely change. And I may be on another rant, another rhythm, another pattern, another rebirth. But one thing is for sure, there is something within us and of the world and within the others and throughout the galaxies, if that is all real, <laughs> who really knows? There's something that is larger than our mind. Larger than the, the mind, larger than the network, larger than the system that we're in. And we are so motherfucking scared to allow ourselves to surrender to our own inner God. And if some of the Christians I know heard me saying, I am God, they would call that blasphemy. They would put me on that cross. They would, this is, you know, obviously they wouldn't literally do that in these days. We're 2023 here, but I would have been stoned to death. And maybe I have been so many times. I would have been called a witch as I drink my potions, as I drink my ginger tea. They were so scared of you and who you were. And you came back again and again. And if you're still listening to this, you know what I'm saying to you. You came back again and again and again with the love of the mother. The love of an angel that is unconditional. They do not know what they do. And I believe Jesus was, he was that messenger of this highest consciousness all within us. He was a man. That is actually fact. And he stood there and he spoke along with Mary Magdalene. They embodied their ascension. They embodied their ascension. They embodied their life 
And it wasn't fucking easy because of the projections of everybody else trying to put them to a certain status, the status that they put as a woman and how they like ripped away all of those teachings and ripped them out of that original text and hid that stuff to control the narrative so here we are in 2023 talking about controlling narratives and the aliens and stuff like that all of that is like legit I totally believe but this has been forever and it's just another the woke thing is legit like a distraction a lot of it is a distraction and you know I feel like I probably get my head cut off and put on a spike for saying this but anywhere we are focusing obsessively on something like people were obsessively like focusing on the COVID and the conspiracies and there was rabbit holes it was all a distraction I knew it I was watching going wow this is one of this is a good distraction fuck me like this is insane look at what people are doing I sat back and I watched and I cried a lot because I could see the separation that had been programmed to happen. I laughed a lot too. I laughed and I cried and I was like, wow. And there's a lot of people in this woke movement who are being indoctrinated into the system of separation. And there's a lot of people in religion that are shitting themselves. And there's a lot of people who like the separation is gnarly. They made a vaccine that created separation. And then they came back and they said, oh, by the way, we made a mistake. It actually wasn't from a market or a bat. It was from a lab. There was an accident in the lab. Okay, thanks for a little bit of truth that you're admitting it was from a lab, but you're saying it's an accident? Okay, whatever. Like, again, ha, 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 ha. And it's, it's not the first and it won't be the last. And your reawakening, your oneness within, your connecting with others is going to accelerate and it's going to be hard. And as you go through your own demons, as you go through your own ego deaths, you will be brought down to your knees and you will not know. You will not know what the next step is. And as I stood there, I don't know, like four weeks ago, just going, what am I doing? My physical life looks brilliant. It's exactly what I want. I'm exactly on track for what I created to help people in magnificent mediumship, to have my membership, to have these freebies with this open source and everything. I just felt like just crumbled down and I went, oh, shit. Now what? What is happening now? And then I surrendered. And I went, I need to go home. I need to be with my sisters. And we opened a portal and we cried and we shifted and we forgave. And I still didn't know what I was doing. And then I went through that rebirthing process on the way home and landed back with my children and my husband, who are my greatest cheerleaders, who love me for exactly who I am, warts and all. And then my husband, he's obsessed with me. He thinks I'm the greatest thing ever. And he has known me. I've, I've probably spent more time with my boy, my husband, my boyfriend, uh, my husband more than I have with my parents or my siblings because we've been together since 16 and we've been kind of like joint at the hip. Um, also extremely individual. But no one knows me like he does. And then he still doesn't feel like he knows me because I don't know me. I only know like little snippets, little snippets of me, but I know my heart. So what does oneness mean to you? If you lead with your heart, you actually can't go wrong. Do I believe that? I'm trying. I'm trying to surrender into that. What if nobody listens to this? What if nobody buys my new program, Reborn, which is like a replica of my, my birth so I can help other people go through this? What if nobody wants to know about mediumship or the spirit realms or how to, how to connect in to their own spirit, their own soul? What if 
none of this works. And that is a risk I have to take because my heart tells me to speak about oneness. My heart tells me to talk about the rawness and the realness. And maybe I don't have the words sometimes. Being dyslexic is kind of a struggle, especially when I'm channeling, I can't spell or write. I can barely see because I'm more than just a human. I'm a being, a human being, being a human, right? And it fucking hurts sometimes. And to watch others to be in pain and to have that compassion, but to still hold them without fixing or saving, without empathing, but just knowing that I can see their magnificence. That is the energy of the Divine Mother flowing through us all. We all have our own journeys. And I just wish sometimes that I could hold the hands of my mother and say, I see you and I love you and I appreciate you and I accept you and I love you. And I wish she would say, Victoria, I see you and I know you and I love you and I witness you and I hold you. But that's far too woo-woo. That's far too soppy. My mum said, Victoria loves cuddling people. Victoria's got such a big heart. She loves gifting to people. And I thought that, okay, I do that. And maybe that's a bit wrong. So I kind of stopped. I started observing others and I started saying, why do people think they're different when they're all the same? Why are these people famous? This is what my projector self did when I was younger. Why do those famous people, why do, why why are people like attacking the Beatles? You know, why are people going crazy after that singer? Like, why does Elvis Presley, why is everyone like obsessed? Like, why can't they see that they're human and they're going through everything and they just need to be seen and witnessed for who they are, not for what they're giving? I've always seen the world for what it is. And now as I come home to myself after my reawakening, I realized that I wasn't wrong as a child. I was conscious. And then I chose to turn off the lights. I chose to become unconscious and to join into a system, into a network, into a hierarchy system for absolute survival. But not only that, to understand humans on a deeper level. And as I reawaken again and again and again and again, as I journey in meditation, as I celebrate in ceremony and ritual, I see the communion is not about marrying Jesus Christ. I see the communion as the oneness that we all have the sacred heart of Jesus, the sacred heart of Mary. That is our heart. That is our fire, the holy fire Reiki. That is what I did. So I'm a Reiki master of holy fire. And being a Reiki master doesn't mean that I am a master of Reiki. No, it just means that I have spent time with myself three times for days on end, being in the energy of source consciousness, of Christ consciousness. The fire is holy. Cleanliness is holy. Love is holy. The unconditional love of the mother that we feel when our child is born. That is sacred. The sacred heart of Jesus. The sacred heart of Mary. The masculine and the feminine. As we come together and dance in harmony. And instead of trying to be everything and everyone, what if we're just ourselves? What if that's enough? What if that's all we need to be to connect deep, deeper to God and God is all of us in the oneness? What if oneness is God? And what if that you are that? I'm going to leave that now there. 
I would love to know your thoughts and your perspective on this. I really, really would. I truly would. So please feel free to reach out, uh, teamvictoriabond at gmail.com. If you want to email me, check out the show notes as well, because Reborn, I'm in the pre-launch, the pre-pre-launch of Reborn as we uncover a five-step process to go through for your own reborn rebirth and integration your own renewal and realignment and reassessment and all the things and it's delicious and is something that is so different to what I've created before because of this open channel um, and the process that I've been through in the last uh, nine months actually a whole entire birth um, cycle but mostly in the last six weeks as I've been able to put all the pieces of the puzzle together and see a huge part of why I'm here. So if you've made it to the end in this riff, please message me, uh, give me a heart, share this podcast. If you feel aligned to it, I'm potentially going to start shaking people up and probably um, using the wrong words um, <laughs> in this state, possibly triggering people. And if I, if I did trigger you today, please ask yourself, what is that? And just remember, I am human. I'm learning, I'm growing, I am rebirthing over and over and over again. And um, there is no hierarchy here. So I'd love to hear from you and I hope you enjoyed today. Uh, this is a big um, transmission as well. So there's a lot of channeling that came through here, through my words, through the the ancient wisdom keepers of the Lyran Collective as well um, as my words flow into like a pollen that reaches those who desire to be fueled and fed and to create the the sweet nectar um, that we call consciousness so we can share it and spread it to those who are choosing um, to learn more about this. And I'm sending you so much love. See you soon. Listening to today's episode. I trust that you got those golden nuggets that you required to shift your consciousness, to expand your awareness, and to turn up your capacity. I invite you to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would benefit from it, and also share the golden nuggets that you have learned with your friends, family, and of course, clients. You can contact me if there's anything that you want to specifically share with me or if there's anything you want me to specifically share on the podcast. You can check out the show notes and find me on my socials and myself or my team will get back to you. My heart to yours. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you soon.